0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into the NFL edition of Fantasy Fire and Ice. I'm your host, Simon, joined by my co-host, Steezy A. Smith. And joining us ever so shortly, we're going to have Terrell Furman Jr. on here with us. This is Fantasy Fire and Ice brought to you by Sportstopia. We're going to be here all season long helping you guys out win your DFS lineups with the help of the Fantasy Sports Logic Contrarian DFS Optimizer. Steezy, it's awesome to be doing a show with you, man. Thank you so much. I'm excited that we're uh, that we're doing this together.
1: Man, my guy Simon, what up, what up, bro? Thank you so much uh, for for that fire intro. Um, I'm trying to put my headphones on, so you might have to give me just a second. I apologize. We'll give you a
0: second. We'll give you a second while he's figuring out his headphones right there. We're getting some things figured out today. I know I mentioned we're going to be covering DFS for you all season, helping you guys win some cash. But it is still the offseason, baby, which means it is best ball season for all of our hardcore DFS players out there. So we got a drafters best ball draft that's going to be coming your way. We're going to be entering that $3 drafters mini NFL best ball championship. But if you see what we're doing up here today, you want to get involved in it. We got a sick deal for you guys. So we're going to be doing a best ball draft on drafters. If you think you can do better than us, better than everybody out there, there's a deal um, an exclusive loyalty rewards program with Fantasy Sports Logic and Sports Topia that's going to get you 10 $20 entries into that Drafters 2 million best ball tournament, $100 deposit credit, and the lifetime access to that contrarian edge optimizer that I mentioned ever so shortly. It's going to come with free entries into VIP member only in season tournaments on Drafters as well. And all of this is going to be only for $699.97. Uh, it pays for itself just with the entries there on drafters. So we'll get that draft started ever so shortly here. I'm going to go ahead and get joined in it. And then we're going to talk some best ball strategy before we get up there. You good now, Steezy?
1: Yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs>
0: no worries, man. No worries. I know how it is with the tech problems uh, whenever we getting started with a new show. Before we get in there, I just wanted to uh, get a, a temperature check on, on your best ball vibes. How many uh, how many best ball drafts do you find yourself doing in the offseason? Do you have a... Uh, a preference when it comes to your strategy going into them,
1: man. Honestly, um, this year I'm not nearly as tapped in as I feel like I should be, but uh, last year I, I was in plenty, I, I was in a decent amount this year. I definitely need to change that. So, as far as strategy, I can't really get to that. Well,
0: you're gonna be helping us out with ours today here and joining us right now. We got Terrell Furman Jr. here with us. What's up, Terrell?
2: Hey, Simon, what's going on? Steezy, what up? Good to be what here. Up, what Sorry, up. I'm a little behind.
0: All good. Well, guys, I'm going to go ahead and join this drafters $3 mini NFL best ball championship, the fast draft. Everybody drafting in the chat along with us. If you want to get in draft two, you can go to drafters.com and join that draft as well. I'm going to throw the link in the chat for everybody that wants to join along and draft with us. Let's see if I can find that link. There we go. And we'll get that in there. We'll get Terrell in that draft. And then we'll get drafted once it gets filled up but we still got uh, 11 spots left in this draft. Turns out I am the first one to join here. While we're waiting <laughs> for that to happen, though, I thought we would play a little bit of a best ball game. We're entering this big tournament. Last year on drafter, someone took home their Drafters Million NFL Challenge, took home the big prize, and I got their team pulled up. I got their draft board pulled up, and I wanted to ask you guys some questions about what you thought was on the winning team from last year's big best ball tournament here on drafters. We'll keep some scores, see who gets more of them, right? And uh, I don't know what we're betting, probably just pride here on the first one. See who comes out on top, but maybe we get some, some more intense bets going as the, as the season goes on. You guys want to do some of that? Are we waiting for this?
2: Hold on once. Well, let me see. Let me get a link. I got to get to the link though.
0: Yeah. I'm throwing that link in the chat for this draft. We got it in there now. And if you guys want to draft along with us, go ahead and get in there. We got how many spots left in here?
2: We got a couple spots left. Oh, somebody's about to take my spot if I don't hurry up.
0: (laughs) And then we'll get started.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Hold on. Let me.
0: Well, Terrell's getting that figured out. I see we got some people in chat. Jay Felicia stopping by saying, Hey, what's up, Jay? Thanks for joining us on the first episode of the NFL edition of Fantasy Fire and Ice. They're not the first edition of Fantasy Fire and Ice. You guys probably already watched Terrell over on the MLB edition over there, tearing it up. Um, yeah, we'll send that link in here again for you guys to join. 12 team, and let me run over the rules of this league while we're figuring that out as well. If you've never played on drafters, it is going to be your typical one quarterback league. So it's going to be one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex. PPR scoring and four point per passing touchdown. So none of that six point per passing touchdown nonsense that ruins the value of my <laughs> record. <running better basketball.
2: laughs>
0: All right. Once we get you people in there, I'm going to get this started. Everybody in the chat. Oh, is here. it full? Did it fill up? I was fast. Let's see. It doesn't look full unless I'm uh, looking at this wrong. Let me see. I'm trying to join now. We'll see if we can get that working. While we're waiting for that, I'm gonna go ahead and pull up this first question. Steezy, I'm gonna throw it to you first while Terrell's trying to get that working. Last year's drafters million dollar champion and their million NFL Best Ball Championship had the 104 with their first three or with the first three picks in the draft. Jonathan Taylor went, Christian McCaffrey went, and then Cooper Cup went. Who do you think the winner of last year's drafters Best Ball million championship took with the 104? After JT, CMC, and Cup.
1: I'm going to say Austin Eckler.
0: Austin Eckler. throw.
2: you got a guess? You said, what was it, the three that was taken?
0: JT, CMC, and Cooper Cup were all taken.
2: JC, CMC, Cooper Cup. Justin Jefferson. Mm. Oh, you
0: are right. It is Justin yeah. Jefferson. Yeah. Uh,
2: 104 picks. No, I hey, was- I-, I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, hold on now. You're missing a pretty big, this is the new one one This is the guy we're all talking about now.
0: Sitting there. He was still going early last year. Now this year, probably going even a little bit earlier. We'll see how early he goes in our draft today, but that's going to be one point for you, Terrell. And we got another question. With that being said, we know he took a wide receiver in the first round or she, I don't know who this person is that won it, took down the title, the next question is, in what round did last year's champion draft their first running back? Steezy, I'll throw this one to you again. So we know they Ooh. took wide receiver in round one. When do you think they took their first running back?
1: Man, honestly, last year I saw a lot of people getting away with the with the zero running back strategy. And so here I'm actually I'm going to assume that they went that route. And I'm going to say they took their first running back in round seven
0: round seven from steezy trail what do you think here what round do they take that first running back
1: round let me
2: see if you start with justin jefferson you probably got a tight end rather early one of the better tight ends probably still went a few i'm gonna say round five round five well no
0: one got it but trail you were a little bit closer it was around f- Four was whenever they went uh, with that first uh, running back. And I do want to ask you guys before we move on from this question, whenever you are looking at your draft strategies, do you have a tendency to lean heavy RB or zero RB, Steezy?
1: So in years past, I've always been a running back heavy guy. I'd start off a lot of my drafts, you know, first three picks, probably running backs. Sometimes first three picks will be all running backs. Um, but this year, I found myself kind of leaning a lot more towards wide receiver. You know, I'm taking one running back in my first four picks. And instead, I'm opting to fill, you know, those first three spots with either a top-tier quarterback and a two top-tier receivers.
0: What about you, Terrell? Uh,
2: it depends on me. depends how the draft is going, honestly. Like, I know that's kind of the cop-out answer, but it really depends how the draft is going and who my personnel is. So, with my home leagues and my friends and all of, you know, everybody I kind of hang with, I normally go wide receiver heavy because those guys really, really emphasize running backs. I'll go through the first round and it'll be like five, six, seven running backs taken. But whereas what I'm playing with more industry level folks and more people that are kind of more tapped into the fantasy community, they love wide receivers. And so I'll go wide receiver or two at first, but if the value's there at running back, I'm going to love to take it. So uh, I actually shout out to Harvey Spector, who had the great words of don't play the game play the man and I always play the man in the, in my leagues
0: play the man stay water as uh the footballers always say over there and I'm with you this year I feel like last year I was doing a lot of zero RB because I felt like that's the way it was falling like the value on wide receivers was just sitting there but this year I feel like I've been loving that hero RB Like you grab one of those running backs round one or two, Uh and then you just punt, man. Just wait until like rounds nine, 10, 11, and start loading up on the guys like Zach Charbonnet, that range. You can get a Uh bunch of those guys down there. And I feel comfy leaving my draft with, I don't know, an Austin Eckler and then fill in the blank. Uh, Even a Josh Jacobs and then a squad of backups or timeshare guys that I think got some good opportunity. But round four. Round four is what did it last year for the winner of the Million Maker. It's going to be one point still for Terrell, zero points for Steezy, but we got question number three coming up. Steezy, we'll throw this one back to you. Speaking of running backs, which set of running backs was on the championship roster last season? Was it A, Brees Hall, Josh Jacobs, and Jarek McKinnon, or was it B, Najee Harris, Damian Pierce, and Devin Singletary?
1: Off, oh, that's A, easy. I mean, because when you look at Brees Hall, he missed the second half of last season. And it wasn't really until the second half when which Jared McKinnon started to take off, particularly yeah. in PPR formats. Yeah. And then uh Josh Jacobs, I mean, all year long, he was just a beast. So I'm going to have to go with A.
2: I was going the same way, same mindset. Brees Hall probably carried him first part of the season. Jerick McKinnon went on a run where he scored a touchdown in like six straight games or something like that. So, yeah, I think it's A as well.
0: I think it's A as well. Well, you guys would both be right on that one. It is double A from you guys, and you read it perfectly. Steezy, I love the point you brought up that Brees Hall and Jarek McKinnon kind of – their season's kind of lined up whenever it came to helping you out in best ball. As soon as Brees Hall goes down, you got Jarek McKinnon stepping it back up. Are there, uh, is there any guys you're looking at for potential Jarek McKinnons this year in fantasy draft? someone that you're grabbing at the end that has that kind of upside? Is it Jarek McKinnon again? <laughs>
2: yeah, it might be Jarek McKinnon-McKinnon. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, what it, it, it just, it seems like that Kansas City offense that you're literally just taking a dart and you're playing blind darts, where you're just saying, all right, who's gonna score today? Patrick Mahomes the GOAT is gonna give, oh, Jarek McKinnon a touchdown, there it goes. Like, you know, so it's really tough to try to make that defriation uh, in that offense. But for me, Looking around the league and kind of those guys that I think, especially in the second half of the season, that can pick up. The biggest name for me is Roshan Johnson in Chicago, man. like Ooh. I just think that while he's not going to be anything early in the season or like I don't think that he's going to have a big workload when you talk about all the heads that they're still feeding in that offense. But injuries happen, especially to the running back position. Opportunity is going to be there. He's got the offensive of scheme. He's got a quarterback that's going to draw attention in Justin Fields, and they should be a lot better in the second half of the season than the first half of the season. And everybody forgets about Roshon Johnson because, you know, big, sexy Bijan Robinson was there taking all the carries, but he was still a really, really good back at Texas. So I think Roshon Johnson, a rookie, could have that Jarrett McKinnon upside where we see him falling into the end zone almost every other game at the end of the season.
0: And and it uh, there's some uncertainty, some unclarity unclarity that's a good word some uncertainty sitting in front of him on the depth chart as well like i loved what i saw from Khalil herbert last year but i haven't seen that dude carry a full workload i haven't Uh seen it for a full season uh so there is definitely just immediate opportunity for a dude like roshan to just jump in there and make some noise i know some of my teams are hoping for it as i grabbed him at the end of my drafts after maybe waiting a little too long with that hero rb strategy sometimes (laughs) you get too
2: cute
1: Man, hey, Torero, I love the Roshan Johnson pick. I don't know why, but it was really in Dynasty where I was really looking at him. Um, but as oh, far yeah. as drafts, I had another guy in mind, and he also just so happens to be a rookie running back from Auburn, plays for what should be a top five, maybe top ten offense in the NFL. And I'm talking about that big boy in tank, Bigsby. I know Travis Etienne was top, not top, but he was in the top five last year as far as red zone carries for running backs, but only had was it, four or five rushing touchdowns? And I'm not saying he can't be a guy that you can utilize at the goal line, but with the tank, basically, he's improved in pass protection. He's improved his skills as a pass catcher. And those were really the two biggest things, I guess, that were knocks on him coming into the draft. And so now that he's supposedly eased some of those concerns, I think that he'll play much more of a bigger role in Jacksonville than people think. I still like ETN as a high-end RB2 slash back-end running back one, but I think with the tank's big – Tank Bigsby, he'll be the guy in the red zone. He'll vulture a bunch of touchdowns. We'll probably see him on the field a lot more often because I feel like Jacksonville's gonna be playing with a lot of leads, especially towards late in the season.
0: Man, I uh, as a Clemson alum and Travis ETN fan, it uh, it hurts my soul that they brought such a formidable back into, uh, into Jacksonville to compete with him. I still think ETN gets the lion's share of those carries there, but I love the call on an offense that's ascending, a rookie, in a situation that could come out and just show up and make some noise that, I don't know, you're not paying much in drafts to draft him. He's going late, man. Mm-hmm. So where is, late. where are you drafting tank bigsby? He's in like the double digit rounds at this point. Right.
1: Oh yeah. I've, I've been getting them in like rounds 11, 12. I think last night I got him in like round 13. Mm-hmm.
0: Well guys, this draft board is full. We got a couple more questions in here that I got, but we'll hit those during the draft. It's going to start here in a couple minutes. We're getting real close to it. A reminder, this is a one quarterback league. Two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, one flex. No kicker or defense here in this best ball league. PPR, four points per passing touchdown. It looks like Terrell's got that sixth spot in here, and I am down there at the 11. It's easy. You're going to be mocking every single one of our picks as we make them. Telling us why That's we're good. idiots as we make those picks. Oh, Woo! Wow. I'm excited. It's been a minute since a live best ball draft for me. All my best ball drafts have been in my underpants in my bed this year.
2: Hey, <laughs> it's I, it's so tough doing uh bet, live best ball and we just had a best ball marathon for 24 hours on my other network cool. and it's so hard because people are listening and so you're sitting here you're trying to talk about <laughs> your strategy and what's going on and the next thing you know somebody snipes your guy from you i had the perfect Packers stack i had christian watson i had uh what was it Rome- Rome- romeo dobbs i had romeo dobbs i had um, what's the tight end that they just drafted
1: everybody. Musgrave. I
2: needed Musgrave. I had everybody I needed, just needed Jordan love and some random person drafts Jordan love who probably doesn't believe in him. Like I do. I, I, I just don't know. It's so hard. Sometimes
0: they didn't deserve him, man. You've been, you've been loving Jordan love all off season. And they just, but, I need to, from I,
2: but it's like if I, the Packers stack could have been a million dollar stack and they just ruined it.
0: It could have been man that is uh the brutal part we we mock draft on the the game show every single week and the people that are drafting with us week in week out i swear they come in there with the sole purpose of just ruining my day every time <laughs> they're in there just to draft the guys that they know i'm liking man and then my cousins it, it goes even further than just drafting live I'm, I'm in a league with all my cousins right yeah. and it's the family draft time for the family draft and then one by one all my favorite players get drafted and in the chat Simon said Rashad White is his most drafted player this year. And then three rounds later, reach two rounds for Zach Charbonnet. Simon said Zach Charbonnet was his second most drafted player. So these guys just turn on my show, see who I like, and then get into that family draft just to snipe me over and over again.
2: Hmm. Oh, Man, this so is wide here, I'm on heavy. the clock here. Yeah, I'm on the clock here. They went just Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup. A lot of wide receivers went heavy here. I can't ignore Austin Eckler sitting there and just Ah, the workload that he's going to get. And (laughs) I'm normally a Travis Kelsey guy, but I've kind of stayed nothing against Travis Kelsey, but there's a couple more tight ends that I like later in the draft. So I think that, you know, this may be a hero RB lineup for me where I just kind of go Eckler and then don't look at RB until much later in the draft.
0: I like it. And I was really hoping that Travis Kelsey would be sitting there for me. Um, I hate this spot in the draft sitting down here at the end. I feel like I missed out on that super top tier of oh, wide receivers and running back. But I think what I'm going to do is just take some young stud wide receivers. I'm going to grab Amon Ross St. Brown right here, and then we'll see if the other guy I want comes around back on the turn.
1: Oh, I oh. know who the other guy wow. is. Love that pick.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if he comes back around. I
2: love. I like coming on the turn this year. Pause. But I like being on the turn this year because <laughs> uh, it, it – I mean, I'm going to just go ahead and say it because I'm pretty sure you're going to snag him before I even get a chance. But Garrett Wilson sitting there on the turn and potentially getting him as, you know, your number one or number two wide receiver with what, you know, Devontae Adams was with Aaron Rodgers. And you sit here and I know people don't try to make a lot about the hard knock stuff, but you Randall Cobb wasn't lying on hard knots when he says Aaron Rodgers has a circle of trust. And if he trusts you, he's going to give you the ball. If he doesn't trust you, he's not going to give you the ball. And so Garrett Wilson is absolutely somebody that if I'm on the turn, I have to go Garrett Wilson. If I have a combo of Devontae Adams and Garrett Wilson, I feel so good about how this draft is going.
0: Man, I was sitting there deciding between Garrett Wilson and C D Lamb. And you talked me into Garrett Wilson while I'm sitting there <laughs> looking at it. I don't have enough Garrett Wilson this season. Um, he's one of those players that rise in the offseason was just absolutely uh, meteoric. Mm. It feels like Steezy, Are you are you buying in to Garrett Wilson this season being that wide receiver one top 12 man? Guy?
1: Oh, man. So I'm, I'm all freaking in on Garrett Wilson. I mean, oh, my goodness. I think he could be a top five. Actually, no scratch. That. I think he is a top five wide receiver Ooh. this year. Um, I've even found myself pulling the Mike Clay. And taking, I'm taking them ninth overall, I'm taking them 10th overall in the first round. So even before it's gotten to my second pick, if I've been picking towards the end of the first round, I'm just that in love. I understand the York Jets in the offensive line might be a concern, both how fast Aaron Rodgers gets rid of the football. with. His With Garrett Wilson's ability to to playmaker, to make yards, make magic happen after the catch, I mean, I think he's in for a a massive season. I could see 100-plus receptions. I could see 1,600 yards. I could see 10 touchdowns. There's nothing but upside there. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm in love. I'm all in. I I think I might have too much as far as stock, but, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: (laughs) Never too much, it sounds like. I
2: have a future on him to win Offensive Player of the Year. So I think he's an offensive player of the year, 100%. So uh, give me all the Garrett Wilson this year. That's probably, uh, if I'm towards the turn, that is 100% the person I'm taking. I don't care what spot I'm there. 10, 11, it doesn't matter. Every time. Every time. All right, we had some movement in the draft, though, after... Simon went garrett wilson cd lamb tony pollard saquon barkley chris olave go before my next pick jalen waddle i take jalen waddle just excited excited for him i'm excited for him and just having a healthy season you have two back for whatever long it's going to be two is going to be back for but it's just how open he is the ppr receiver that he is i think he can be somebody that gets seven eight receptions a game so i felt good about waddle in that spot And then we go Henry, Devonta Smith, Patrick Mahomes, Calvin Ridley, Teague Higgins, Jalen Hurts, D.K. Metcalf, Josh Jacobs, Mark Andrews, Josh Allen. And here I am again. I'm about to auto draft. Uh, I'm going Gibbs jameer gibbs he was sitting there i haven't had got any of them this off season. i think he does have a pretty good workload from the passing game to his regular carries and while david montgomery is there i think that these guys are going to alternate drives more than it'd be a specific down that one of these guys want. i think it's more of an alternating drive thing kind of similar to aaron jones and uh aj Dillon and how they get down in green bay so I, I kind of like Jameer Gibbs here. I haven't done this lineup where i took in two running backs in the first three rounds. So this is going to be new for me.
0: I like it. And that waddle pick, I know people, uh, you mentioned Tua's health.
2: Mm. I
0: know people have been mocking all off season, myself included, that he did like martial arts training to protect his head. Like that that's the big plan there. Have you seen the highlight clips from the preseason of him, uh, of him like bouncing out of hits and absorbing mm-hmm. the blow? I'm I'm buying in, man. I think we're good. I am fully in on two of this season. Oh, God. I wish I could draft Jonathan Taylor here.
2: Oh. <laughs> yeah. After uh, that hurts. after I go Gibbs, Jackson, DJ Moore, Ken Allen, Art, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, and Simon is on the clock.
0: And I'm grabbing Amari Cooper here. The uh, the cheapest oh, wow. wide receiver one you could have drafted last year, and I think that offense is just going to be better. And the pieces they added don't scare me competing with – Amari Cooper is the wide receiver one. They're all fighting for wide receiver two with DPJ.
1: Mm-hmm. Or Elijah
2: Moore. Or Elijah Moore.
0: Or Elijah, or Elijah Moore.
2: Uh, we'll see, man. lot I, I, At this point, Elijah Moore has got to show me that he can be an asset to fantasy. I know he's going to be a good asset for that team, and they'll be better as a team. But I, I got to see it to believe it. I'm fine missing out on Elijah Moore this season. I'm and Maybe you, that's a little hurt in my heart because I've been a big Elijah Moore guy, always been a big Elijah Moore guy.
0: That's where I'm sitting with Cam Akers this year. I'm just not drafting them. I know I know it looks good, man, and I know the opportunities there, but sometimes they just hurt your feelings a little too much. They're about to be back on the clock. Quarterbacks are flying off the board now. We've had five of them go. After my pick of Najee Harris there, Debo Samuel, Najee. Mike Williams, then Justin Fields going mm-hmm. off the board. Steezy, how do you feel about the early quarterback here in a best ball league? I feel like the, the fantasy tides are shifting. It was all late-round QB a couple years ago, and now – I'm seeing more and more people say you should be drafting these stud quarterbacks in the early rounds.
1: I'm not mad at it, Simon. I mean, look, again, I've kind of found myself, um, I guess, falling for these trends, you know? And and, and so it's like I'm not taking a quarterback any earlier than round four. The earliest I would take a quarterback is in round four, but it would have to be one of the elite guys. I know Patrick Mahomes is going, what, top of the second, mid-second? You got Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen going bottom of the second, early third. I'm fine with that, but ideally round four is actually where I would like to take my first quarterback or my quarterback. And so I'm not mad at it. I mean, these guys, especially the guys with rushing upside, I think they're more than likely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I, I tend to agree with you. If I'm going early, I'm probably grabbing like a Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, or grabbing one of those guys with some Justin. Dude, I'm excited with Kellen Moore in that offense this year. I think people might be sleeping on Justin Herbert this year a little bit. He could be I'm not going to be shocked if he's the number one overall quarterback at the end of the year now that Kellen Moore's in town. They should be chucking oh, the ball around a little bit more.
1: Bro, Simon, and they added a Clinton Johnson, and Austin Eckler's still there, and the offense line's one of the best in the league, and the defense is talented. All the pieces in the place for him to succeed. I'd be surprised wow. if he wasn't in the top if only,
2: If only they had a head coach. That would be, I, would be, I would be so scared That's not if point. only they had a head coach. Yeah, you know, why am I
0: still in on Brandon Staley? Like, why do I still believe in him? There's something about him I just can't give up.
2: Yeah, he he's really bad. Like, he's real, and it's just I can't understand and fathom how the community as a whole hated Anthony Lynn, Ran Anthony Lynn out of town, and here's Brandon Staley doing the exact same thing, <laughs> literally the exact same thing. I just never could understand it.
0: We got Terrell back on the clock, and we got some people in the chat. Ed Williams stopping by saying, got to pick your guys. Indeed. That's like my number one draft advice is this is fun. Grab your guys, man.
2: And that's Grab what you. I just did with that last pick before I had this one. I went, and I took Aaron, uh, Darren Waller. I took Darren Waller a little Ooh. bit earlier than ADP, but I think I truly believe this. And when I was at the Fantasy Football Expo, you know, Simon to tell you I had a – uh, name tag on my shirt walking around that said Darren Waller will be the tight end one this year. And I a hundred percent believe it. He is a hundred percent. The number one option in that giants offense, Daniel Jones of them. You saw it in that first drive in the preseason where he went three for 30 on that drive led to a touchdown drive. They had practice and they took Darren Waller out of practice, not because he was injured. No, not because he was injured, but because DJ kept throwing him the ball, and he wouldn't spread the ball to anybody else on the offense. So they said, we have to take Darren Waller out so he can get the ball to somebody else, and we can evaluate other talent. If that doesn't scream tight end one, I don't know what to tell you, man.
0: Man, wow. you talk Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert goes right there, but I love that call. Darren Waller, let's even take fantasy out of it, is probably my favorite player in the NFL. That dude, whenever he smiles, I just, like, my heart melts. He's got the best smile in the NFL, and I just... I always think back to that season where he was getting like 19 targets a game for the first Ooh. couple of weeks there, and I feel like I'm chasing that every single year. I'm on the clock here now. I'm tempted by some of these quarterbacks, but I Kenny think Holiday
2: is no longer on the Giants. Thank you very much. We don't know who that man is. I don't know that man. I'm sorry to that man. I, I do not recognize that man. The Kenny who? Kenny? Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't. I have no idea. Kenny G wasn't <laughs> he? Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton. Is that who we're talking about? Like, I don't know. They might have signed him as a slot wide receiver. This is last name, Holiday.
1: Ah, uh, possibly they might.
0: We got fantasy sports yeah, can, logic
2: stuff he, in here. Does he always? Is every day a holiday for him? Probably so. Probably
1: so. <laughs> every day is a holiday. After that bag, yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, what do we want to do? Tough here, decision Simon. Yeah, I know I just went tight end. So that generally, whenever I go tight end a little bit early here, it makes me want to shy away from grabbing quarterback. But there's a QB here we talked about a little bit earlier that I am all in on. I think he should be going closer to that. Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields tier. I'm going to grab Tua here. I'm going to grab Tua Tunga Nailoa in the sixth round. This is my dude. He's got Tyree Kill. He's got Jalen Waddle. We saw him be, while healthy, one of the best and most accurate quarterbacks in the NFL last year. And this is an offense that should just keep getting better. I love the, the addition of Devana Chain there for him. Um, I'm excited. I, I really think, in my mind, the only question I have isn't, is Tua capable of being a top five fantasy quarterback? It's, will Tua be healthy and play 17 games and be a top five fantasy quarterback? Because uh, I think he's got all the skills and the situation to get up there.
1: And not only yeah. that, so I mean, you have a head coach in the Mike McDaniel, who whose scheme is, is optimal for a quarterback to to finish, you know, that high. And I think the talent's always been there, especially since his Alabama day. So I'm not mad at that.
0: I'm with you. Uh, Terrell back on the clock. Grab Jordan Addison there, throwing a rookie wide receiver Ooh. into the mix. Love that. Yeah, pick. yeah.
1: I, 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 I like Addison it in guy. best
2: ball. I like it in best ball. Maybe not. I'm not as big on Addison in season long, especially in the start of the season, but. Can I see, you know, him on the upside of Justin Jefferson have a couple games where he gets, you know, maybe 100 yards, double-digit touchdowns? Absolutely. And so in best ball, I'll definitely take some Jordan Addison.
0: Is he your uh, top rookie wide receiver this year? Uh, Because I feel like he was the popular one, but Zay Flowers has been gaining some traction as far as who people are looking at for year one.
2: I think I think he is. I think I have him slightly above uh, Jackson Smith and Jigma, but it's really really close between the two.
0: Yeah, man. Just the uh, the preseason highlights are enough to almost make me move JSN up a couple spots. But I'm trying to learn from my past mistakes and the not Tyler overreact to the, the Tyler preseason. Lockett thing.
2: Is really scaring me. At least I know that you know Jordan Addison. I don't have to worry about KJ Osborne too too much, but with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, there could be a, you know, a chance where Josh Smith and Jigma isn't really good. So maybe the second half of the season, maybe you're rooting for an injury there or something, but uh, I, I like the more opportunity for Addison.
0: I'm with you. It's a little bit more clear what his role is with Adam Thielen departing that offense down there. We got Dustin stopping by in the chat saying, are these guys ready for Simon to ask them questions while they're on the clock? That is my special move. I wait till exactly <laughs> the worst time to ask you a question. And then I throw it your way. So you got to try to draft and answer it. And then also Dustin coming in. We were talking about Darren Waller saying number one tight end in games missed. on Dustin. Freaking comedian in the chat. Down the there. <laughs> and the dude we were just talking about, you grab him there, Zay Flowers. So you buying into him being uh stepping up in that Baltimore offense with all the options there.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that Zay Flowers is going to be. Uh, really good. And I'm really just ready to see what, you know, Monken has in store for Lamar Jackson. Like, what is the plan for Lamar Jackson in this passing game? Because you absolutely can see a whole bunch of times. I actually auto drafted Zay Flowers. I didn't know I was on the clock there. I was multitasking, but I still do like him because I do think that. Now you see how Lamar Jackson was at Louisville. You see that he can air the ball out and he's not afraid to be a thrower while he can do the rush, He's not afraid to throw it. It just seemed like they weren't ready to free Lamar Jackson. We talk about less let Russ cook. Now they're letting Lamar Jackson cook this season. And I think that can open things up for a, uh, obj to be really good in best ball say flowers to have a really good week maybe rashad bateman has a really good week you're going to see a lot more of these pass catchers that may not be consistent but going to have some very very good weeks throughout the year
0: man i was just looking at the wide receivers there and something about it i did not like going rb this early messes up my draft a little bit because i'm used to drafting heavy wide receiver but i think this is where we take the guy we were talking about a little bit earlier with Justin Herbert, another rookie. It must be the rookie rounds, Quentin Johnston joining my uh-huh. team right there. Steezy, while we were talking you, there about Jack. Baltimore a little bit, I was curious if you thought any of the other receivers there besides Zay Flowers were worth drafting where they're going right now, Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham Jr.
1: Man, I think um, I think I would have gone over. If we're just talking about Baltimore Ravens pass catchers, I really like Odell Beckham Jr. You know, I, mm-hmm. I like to think that when a quarterback has a relationship with one of his receivers outside of, of football, I think that tends to help them on the field and in fantasy. And I just think with the Odell Beckham Jr., I mean, he talked about how Lamar Jackson had been recruiting him to Baltimore for a while now. Baltimore has had a need at wide receiver for a while now. And OBJ, he's been eager. He hasn't played football in over a year. And I understand the time off. Um, it, it might induce a lot of anxiety in a lot of people. But last time we saw him on the field was right before he tore his ACL in that Super Bowl against the Bengals. And he still looked like the Odell Beckham Jr. of old. Signed a one-year, $15 million contract to be the Baltimore Ravens number one. It's well, like you alluded to earlier today, um, Baltimore with top market offensive coordinator, is going to be a lot more pass-heavy. And so I think mm-hmm. Odell Beckham Jr. is definitely going to reap the benefits of that. I still like Bateman. I still like Zay Flowers. But OBJ, to me, is the unquestioned number one.
0: And Bateman just went off the board OBJ on question number one. And that works out because you can probably draft him later than the other two later. guys as well. So if you're exactly. believing that he's the one and you're getting them the latest. That's a that's a win win scenario. Rashad Bateman went off the board of one pick before you, Terrell. And then you drafted Michael Thomas, which I feel like is a polarizing player this yeah. offseason. We know what he's capable of, but we also haven't seen it in a minute. Um, are you buying in or is it just the at cost the upside's worth it?
2: yeah i think at cost the upside is worth it i'm kind of really diverse here in my team so i gotta figure out how i'm gonna have this stat going on when i get my quarterback but uh, i think that he absolutely we, we forget that he's a really good player and it seems like he's bought into the team again it seems like he's healthy it seems like if i'm getting a a, a michael thomas that is ready to go out there and play Every single down, ready to go out there and be alongside Derek Carr. Derek Carr is going to find a way to get him and Chris Olave the ball. It's enough touches for both of them. So super interested in seeing what's going on in the future there.
0: That's one of those teams uh, – there's a couple teams this year where I just have no idea how good and where bad they're going to be, and I think it's actually just that entire division. Um, yeah. The Panthers, the Buccaneers, the Falcons, and the Saints. I just don't know, man. I could see any of those teams, maybe – you know what? Desmond Ritter takes a step up. The Falcons got Kyle Pitts, Drake London. They got some studs on the defense. Like all four of those teams, I I could see anywhere from them all finishing in like that seven and ten range to one team being a surprise, like I don't know, like ten and seven team that makes it into the playoffs. Dustin likes the OBJ take down here, saying OBJ is going to feast this year.
1: Uh, you heard it here first
0: and there he goes off the board a couple rounds at a full round after Rashad Bateman two full rounds after Zay Flowers so you're getting that discount. value
1: there yeah absolutely yeah seeing that next tier
0: of tight ends start going Evan Ingram David and Joku Dallas Goddard Steezy. when you're looking at tight end in this range is there a name that you find yourself gravitating towards more often because this can kind of be that middle weird round for tight ends
1: Oh, definitely Dallas Goddard. I mean, it seems like every year he finishes as a top five fantasy tight end. I know last year that probably wasn't the case due to injury, and I understand that there's a Devontae Smith, there's an Andre Brown, now there's a DeAndre Swift for added uh, competition as as far as targets. But I just think with the Dallas Goddard, I mean, you play in a a top – three offense and all the National Football League. He's gonna get looks in the red zone, but gonna score a lot of points. He is third, fourth in the pecking order. So come shootouts, especially in basketball, Dallas is definitely a guy that I'd love to get this late
0: He seems like maybe the uh like the safest option in that range. Like he's the one sniffing yeah. that tier above him, right? Like um, he's the one that's right. closest to entering that <clears throat> next tier. Uh, but maybe a little bit of upside move because of the other options sitting there in the offense. But you can't ask for too much more out of a tight end in that range. Is Another there, quarterback went, Dak Prescott. I grabbed Zach Charbonnet, and I'm curious what you guys think on this because I have just been falling in love with this running back since the NFL draft. He went there. I was sad because Kenneth Walker was on the roster, and then I started watching tape, and I'm not sad anymore because I think Zach Charbonnet is just better than Kenneth Walker in almost every aspect oh, of the game and that he's going to really? take over as the RB1 by the end of the season in that offense so i'm i'm drafting him at this discount fully expecting by mid-season zach charbonnet is the 1a to kenneth walker's 1b in this offense. Oh. Are you guys as optimistic as me or are you more thinking he's going to come in to be the complimentary piece to walker
1: man so as a guy that resides in seattle as a guy that covers the seahawks as a guy that's a huge fan of the seahawks um you know, Simon, I can't fault you for thinking like that. He was being compared at his best to a prime DeMarco Murray. And we saw what DeMarco mm-hmm. Murray was doing during his time with the Dallas Cowboys. Similar size, similar build. Um, They're both all-around you know, running backs that kind of do it all. They could pass, they could catch passes out of the back. Through. They could stay on the field on third down and, and be per- proficient in uh, in pass protection. And obviously, as running backs, I mean, we know what they're capable of. He's also a guy that you want to use at the goal. Line. He could do it all. But I think with the Ken Walker um i don't think he'll supersede a ken walker but i do think it's similar to what you just said but roles will mm-hmm. first i think ken walker will be the one A, to zach charbonnet's 1b there's a lot of mouths to feed but they're also going to be a lot of touches seattle is expected to be a potent opposition so i think there's enough for everybody to eat um i would just kind of switch the two around but i don't think you are very far off simon
0: there goes your dude that you were talking about earlier tank bigsby all the way down here in the 11th Ooh. round that's a real value Real on play. a guy like that, followed by Jerick McKinnon, the guy that you said he might be this year's Jarek <laughs> McKinnon, drafted him right in that range. So we'll see if it happens. Terrell's back on the clock, and be- while you're making your pick, I just wanted to highlight Team One here really going zero RB baby. They got nothing oh, wow. but wide receivers and quarterbacks, tight ends, <laughs> yeah. and running
2: backs. Who needs, wow. them? <laughs> Who needs them? You Yo, know,
0: I used to be a punt tight end. Sometimes not even draft it, pick them up off the waiver wire play all year, and then I had one year where like. I was starting cj uzama more times than not and that broke me and now i'm always drafting a like a top tier tight end if i don't leave with one of those guys i, f- I start feeling uncomfortable because that cj uzama season just just Ooh. scarred me <laughs>
2: yeah, two and and three points Sander, every other basically. week and then <laughs> he has and then he has a 10 20 point game and then followed by two three four more weeks of three
1: four point more games yeah
0: and you bench him during that 20 point week that's always what happens
1: but oh, in the best ball type of format that hopefully won't happen it's not going to
0: happen yeah but you don't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter in a best ball because you're going to get the the benefits from that 20 point week i do want to ask you as we mentioned Terrell, you mentioned earlier trying to go for that stack potentially and i see you got yep. it with kirk cousins and jordan addison how much do you prioritize that when you're doing a best ball draft as compared to like a normal redraft league
2: oh i absolutely prioritize it because i want the big weeks i want who i think multiple quarterbacks and i and set up stack situations where i can get those big weeks and carry on if i sit here and i have three quarterbacks that hey and that's kind of how i'm built in this roster did I get top quarterbacks? No, but if I had three solid quarterbacks and I have stack potential each week, I feel like that through each of those weeks, one of those guys is going to be able to carry me each of those weeks. And that's what I want to be able to get through the season. So I'm looking for high-powered offenses, bad defenses, and guys that I know are pigeonholed to a couple of players. So I do have the stat going on with, uh, with Cousins, with – Addison, maybe looking to add somebody else there and definitely build some more stacks before this lineup is done.
0: Uh, I just went and took your strategy and applied it while you were giving it to me, Terrell. I only asked so that I could decide which stack I was throwing on my team and grab Jared Goff to pair with And look,
2: that's what happens when we talk about it. KJ Osborne goes, as soon as I talk about I'm trying to build onto this (laughs) stack, we lose KJ Osborne. I would have felt good having locked and loaded. I know I'm getting the number two in that offense. And so... It's tough being on air and and doing this because Led Zeppelin probably is listening to us and was like, "Oh, I like KJ Osborne." Yeah, hey, I was Zeppelin. gonna say
1: twelve. It means that they're listening because sometimes when you're talking, when you're you know conducting the show, sometimes you're talking but they aren't listening. So <laughs> I think the yeah, no, that they're no, they're definitely listening now. Every time we get sniped, we now. just
0: say thank you for listening.
1: Thank you for listening.
0: Rechannel that negative energy into gratitude. But- it's okay,
1: because
2: That's I'm going go to go ahead and grab my next stack here. I'm going to take my second quarterback here. I am waiting mm. for somebody, but I think I can wait a little bit longer for him. So Derek Carr, to pair him with Jamal Williams, who I think, especially with the first couple of games, missing a Alvin Kamara, he's absolutely going to have a big workload and continue to have that workload over the season. And then also with Michael Thomas as well. I don't have the Alave up there. I would have loved to have got Alave, but he went the pick before me earlier in this draft. So I still feel good with this, with this secondary stat going on.
0: If you didn't have... Williams and Thomas would you have still drafted Carr over Rogers or would that have affected your, your quarterback decision? No,
2: it probably would have affected my decision. If I had, you know, a Lazard or especially if I had Garrett Wilson, if I had Garrett Wilson, I would have been targeting Rogers and probably jumped a little bit earlier for Rogers to get him. That would have been
0: smart. huh? My quarterbacks.
2: Yeah. So I typically, and that's typically how my drafts go. I get my skill position players. I look at my roster and I say, all right, how can I build a stack upon this team? And how can I do it before somebody screws me over? (laughs)
0: <laughs> just monitoring that ADP and maybe reaching a little bit of around in there. Uh, we got JL stopping by in the chat saying, Oi, what's up, JL? Welcome in. And for those of you just joining us, this is the Sportstopia Fantasy Fire nice NFL show. We're going to be here all season helping you win some cash in your DFS leagues. But since it's the preseason, we are here doing some best ball on drafters today. And if you want to get in on this, you can go to drafters.com. And we also have a special offer right now where you can join this exclusive loyalty program here with Sportstopia and drafters that includes 10 $20 entries into their big $2 million best ball tournament, $100 in deposit credit, lifetime access to the contrarian edge optimizer. I know I was watching you put in some sick MLB lineups using that the other day. Uh, it'll be up and running for NFL for the NFL season. And then you're going to get three entries into VIP member only in season tournaments as well. All of this. This is for six ninety nine ninety seven, dollars It's going to pay for itself just between the optimizer credit and the uh-huh. entries you're getting into these drafters drafts. So check out that offer. And Troy, you had another pick in the meantime there.
2: Yeah, I, I reached a little bit. I wanted to make sure I got him. I think that we're sleeping on him with the Jonathan Taylor news. But Deion Jackson, we've seen him work yeah. last year. We've seen him in a starting capacity last year be a really, really good running back. We know he has a lock on the passing game up there. And it's going to be more of Zach Moss and – uh, Evan Hole kind of battling for the early down work, but and he can run the ball as well. So, and honestly, truly, do we really think that Jonathan Taylor's coming back to this offense?
0: I'm trying not to think about it too much, man. You're making me sure. face a reality that I haven't quite faced yet because I drafted Jonathan Taylor in the third round of way too many
2: leagues this I, year. I wish I had my drop board because I would play my X-Files Illuminati sound effect. <laughs> <Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. laughs> because what if I told you that the Colts only put Jonathan Taylor on the pup list to wait until running backs got hurt in the fourth, first month of the season to get a bigger return on one Jonathan Taylor from a contender? I, 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 I I think that he's done. I don't think he's coming back to this team. I think this is just, Hey, all right, we're going to put you there. So we don't waste a roster spot on you, but if somebody's going to get hurt in the first month of the season, we're going to get a good return for you.
0: Were you drafting him then?
2: I, I, at this point, I don't know how I can draft him and redraft. I have him in dynasty and I just kind of have him hanging out in the IR spot. I'm not going to trade him or anything. I want to see where he ends up, but I don't know with the uncertain how I can feel comfortable drafting him in dynasty, especially with my emphasis towards running backs.
1: But but Terrell, what if it what if we're like in round 8, round 9 and he's still on the oh, board? Oh, yeah, if he's like if he gets to that
2: back. point. If he gets to that point, yeah, the sure, the upside is there. I have my roster built by that point, but if, if it's okay. looking for me to go early, I don't think I can do it.
0: Oh, yeah, sitting here, I can't do it.
1: (laughs) Hey, did you guys see that report that I guess uh, Indianapolis tried to offer Jonathan Taylor for a Jalen Waddle? Do y'all see that this morning?
0: No, but that's wild. I wouldn't have taken that if I was the Dolphins either.
2: That's what I'm saying. I would have ran ran out of town if I was the Colts, and they said that. I what? (laughs) No takes backs, no take backs. (laughs) We're out of here. Get rid of them. (laughs) What? <laughs> but Jay Terrell, Lewellen I know you said there.
1: this earlier. I don't care what sort of injuries occur during the first month of the season. I'm a knock on wood for those running backs, of course. But there is no way that the courts are getting a Jaylen Waddle type player in exchange for Jonathan Taylor. And that's not to say that they're two that the two as far as talent is comparable. It's just value. I mean, you're not trading a top tier, high upside, young wide receiver for a running back that's in need of a new contract. Like that just doesn't happen.
2: And, and no. it just makes it, the running back mark. I understand why running backs are frustrated. I really do because. Here are the Colts trying to get to maximize the value of Jonathan Taylor, but they know that they will not and nobody else will not pay him to the value of what he's owed. And so that's what that's what makes the Jonathan Taylor thing such a stay away, because it's such a messed up situation. Like they're really, really trying to crap on the value of Taylor when it comes to paying them. But when it comes to trading them, Oh no, I need two, three first round picks. I need this. I need that. I need talent back. I need X, Y, Z. No, you said he's not worth it. All right. He's not worth it. Trade him for a third round pick and move on.
0: Just figure it out, figure it out and get the value that you can out of that trade. Dustin down here saying it was even more ridiculous. It was Waddle plus for Jonathan Taylor. I don't know what that plus was, but there was some more sitting in there besides just Jalen
2: Waddle. My goodness. All right, I'm going. My last quarterback here completes yet another stack for me, and this one is in Washington. I now own Sam Howell. I have – Terry McLaurin, and I also have Curtis Samuel. I feel like I have the top two receivers in that offense. Potentially, you know, you could talk about, it could be a downs, or it could be uh, Dotson as well, but I think those are kind of more down the field, down the field threats. I think, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dotson is more of a down the field threat, but PPR, anything short underneath, especially an injury, I think Curtis Samuel is definitely still a big value. I'm really glad to get him last round. Yeah,
0: and to pair him with Sam Howell, that works out pretty well. I love Sam Howell. What we saw in the preseason was just uh, highlighting what we thought we saw at the end of last season for a quarter of a game. Uh, Whenever he showed tiny little flashes out there on the field as a rookie, but – I'm a big fan of that. Especially
2: pace. with B enemy as well. If enemy can tap into this offense and really get this offense going, I, I think the defense is going to take a step back, to be honest. And so I think that they're going to be playing from behind in a lot of games. And Sam Howe could be sneak Sam Howell's going to win somebody a million dollars this this year. I don't know what week it's going to be. I'm going to be playing them until I win it. But Sam Howell's going to win somebody a million dollars in DFS this year
0: look we got a question in here about a rookie wide receiver from fantasy sports logic wants to know our thoughts on jaden reed steezy what do you think about the rookie wide receiver on the packers do you think he's going to make an early career impact there
1: man i think there's definitely an opportunity you know i don't think that um outside of christian watson i like Romeo dobbs this isn't this isn't a shot against romeo dobbs um, but I do think that there is an opening behind a Christian Watson. And so I haven't seen a whole lot from Jaden Reed and Jordan Love during the preseason. I still don't know what to expect from a Jordan Love. But if there's another receiver that outside of a Christian Watson that I'm taking in any draft, it will be a Jaden Reed just because there is still some upside, some hidden potential. It all really just comes down to how Jordan Love is going to play. And I know that sounds kind of like a cop out, but there's just not really too much for me to work with there.
0: Terrell, I know you're uh, you're in on Jordan Love. You professed your love for him earlier this show. Does that mean you got some optimism for the rookie Jaden Reed, or are you digging the other receiving options there in Green Bay?
2: Yeah, I'm on the other receiving options. Dobbs was the number one receiver before Watson had his breakout towards the end of the year and Dobbs got hurt and it kind of opened the day up for Robson Watson. So while I do think Watson is still a tremendous talent, Dobbs proved his worth last year. He proved that he's a really, really good receiver and he's going to have an impact on his offense. And then you add in uh, Musgrave as well at the tight end position. And then Aaron Jones was a top receiver when Devontae Adams was out for this Packers squad. I don't think he's going away. So I just think it's a lot of mouths to feed for Jaden Reed. I haven't had any interest in him.
0: I tend to be a little bit more on your side, but uh, I find myself drafting them a bit because it's a new quarterback. And even though we think we know how it's going to play out in these later rounds, sometimes I'll take a shot for these uncertain situations where there's highly talented players. We got talent, we got uncertainty that could equal value. It's not a guarantee to equal value, but um, I'll take shots on talent plus uncertainty in those situations. I wanted to highlight something stupid I did for everybody watching. Um, I noticed both of my tight ends had a week nine buy and I generally only like to draft two tight ends in these best ball formats. So I thought, you know what? this a tight end I really like on the board still. I'll grab him. He also has a week nine by. Oh, wow! So I just did the I same thing. Three <laughs> tight ends with a week nine by, and I either got to choose to take a fourth one or just eat that tight end zero in week nine.
2: I-, I just realized it's that it's Aaron, it's Aaron it's Waller it's and Dawson Knox both have week 13 by. So I may be having to do the same thing.
0: In redraft, I use ties or buys as a tiebreaker down there. I'm not the one uh, who's going to be trying to like maneuver bye weeks during my draft. But in best ball, you you just got to pay attention, especially at that quarterback and tight end position where you're really only drafting two, maybe three of those guys.
2: Week 13 is kind of brutal, actually. The Giants, the Ravens, and... Who is this? The Bears as well, the Raiders, and it was one more. It's like the a- Bills, the Bills all have buys in week 13. Week 13 is kind of brutal this year. lot of top tier teams are top-tier options.
0: It's gonna be nasty. And I know some leagues start their playoffs a little bit early in that week 13 range. So hopefully you're not oh. one of those teams with all those buys sitting there week 13, week 14, when these guys get knocked out. Everybody watching, I wanted to let you know, we've been mentioning that fantasy sports logic contrarian optimizer, but if you scan that QR code in the top corner here, you're going to be able to get your seven day free trial, check it out, see for yourself, try it out with some of the MLB games going on this week, just in time to sign up, have it ready to roll for NFL season, but try it out with some baseball this week, see what you're missing out on. Troy, you just went Gus Edwards, and that is the running back I was praying and hoping would make it all the way back no to me, way. but he did not. You ruined my dreams.
2: No way. It, especially in best ball. I love I love backup running backs in best ball because you you never know. You never know which one is their week. So it just ensures that I'm gonna get the good Gus Edwards week whenever it does come. And it's definitely gonna come multiple times throughout the season.
0: It absolutely will. We know he's a good runner. And uh, J.K. Dobbins, as much as I like him, dude hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, uh-huh. easy. How are you feeling about J.K. Dobbins this year? They say his health is ready to go. He's in what should be a super high-powered offense, uh, but there's just that nagging worry about about injury it feels like.
1: Yeah, I know. It seems to be a theme amongst a lot of these running backs and with the J.K. Dobbins, there was even reports out of training camp that he was unhappy with his contract, which to me, I was just very confused about because for one, you're playing on your rookie deal. And two, you've only really had one healthy season in the National Football League. And so I don't understand what that's really all about. Perhaps it's because of all the controversy surrounding running backs and the contracts and whatnot. But Contrary to the popular opinion, I'd have to say that I like J.K. Dobbins. I'm on that J.K. Dobbins train. I do believe that they'll use him more as a pass catcher, especially out of the backfield. Todd Monk has already talked about using him more as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Like you said, Simon, it is going to be a high-powered offense, and J.K. Dobbins is going to be scoring a lot of points. And so Gus Edwards will definitely do his thing, but he's more, he is the more talented guy. So um, I'm really high on him.
0: Terrell, because you're uh, a bit high on Gus Edwards. Does that mean maybe you got some doubts about Dobbins, or is this just that you like backup running backs, and this is a high-powered offense kind of thing?
2: I I think it's just more of I like backup running backs, and this is a high-powered offense. I don't have any issue with Dobbins. I think Dobbins is going to be good uh, for the foreseeable future. He's obviously owns the owns the carries in that offense for whatever that means between the split between Lamar Jackson, him, Gus Edwards. I don't think they stopped running the ball either. So it's just more of I'm getting a good value and the handcuff, to Dobbins. If anything happens to Dobbins, Edwards is shooting up the rankings.
0: Yeah, he is shooting up the rankings right now. Every time we get a little bit of news on that, there goes Taysom Hill in the 18th round in best ball. Taysmill's got to get drafted, right? Just because of the kind of player that he is, you can't leave him sitting out there. But I'm not, uh, I'm not buying into it this year. We are approaching the end here. We may get through these last few rounds before the show ends, but we might be doing that last round off camera. But everybody watching, we are going to be here every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, talking DFS, helping you guys win some cash and win your league. So if you enjoyed this today, make sure you subscribe to that SportsTopia HQ YouTube channel. Hit those notifications. And join me, Steezy, and Terrell every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, hanging out, talking ball, and helping you guys win some cash. Fantasy Sports Logic down here saying Gus the Bus, the second best bus-themed nickname player in NFL history. Shout out Jerome Bettis. We got Josh in the chat saying, yo, what's up, Josh? You're just in time for the end. You missed everything.
1: (laughs) Best time to come in, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. You can
0: rewind and pretend like you're talking to us. Let me.
2: I'm going to go a bit down because I don't trust any of you all, but best ball, I got (laughs) to take a chance on them. Cedric Tillman, man. Cedric Mm. Tillman could. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, the up and downs with the Mari Cooper. You know, I don't have the feelings for Elijah Moore anymore. It's here that Seljit Tillman, after a really good preseason and what it sounds like is a really good camp, he could shoot up the rankings and ultimately find a spot in his offense maybe later on in the season. So I love getting him this late in the draft.
0: Yeah, and that wide receiver two role, like we mentioned, talent and uncertainty. We have no idea what it's going to be. DPJ is currently who I have in there, but – that's not secure i don't think he's got that job locked up and they clearly brought in people this offseason to compete with him and i think yeah. it is to compete with him not with amari cooper necessarily
1: right right And it's kind of similar to what we talked about earlier with the jordan love and Jayden reed i guess conundrum i mean there is um a, a young guy with some talent a rookie right and a cedric tillman and, and as a quarterback i know he's been a top five quarterback in years past but the deshaun watson we saw last year wasn't anywhere where we've seen you know, throughout his career. And so there definitely is still a little bit of, of a space where he kind of has to prove himself again. And so I think when you have a guy, like I said, to as talented as he is, as a big body, a red zone type of threat of a wide receiver, as he is, I definitely like the fact that he's shooting for upside here in the later rounds to real.
0: All right, well guys, I got one more pick. As I'm making this, we are going to wrap up this show here today. Thank you everybody in the chat who came in and hung out with us on this beautiful Wednesday. There's my finished team, but I'm going to pull that draft board back up. Terrell, Steezy, this was an absolute treat, and I am hyped that we get to do this once a week, every week, all NFL season. And everybody watching, keep tuning in because we're going to help you guys bring home the big bucks in those DFS games that you're playing all year long. Any final words? Any uh, any last best ball tips or Wednesday advice that you guys have before we jump off today?
1: Man, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm actually gonna say this: If you want more best ball tips in the future, be sure to subscribe and stay tuned in. That's all Let's I got. Do it. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Adios, everyone.